0: I don't know when I met Diana. We grew up in the same part of town, went to the same elementary school. We would always run into each other at parties and at certain bars in Tijuana. We started actually hanging out sometime around 2008. I don't remember exactly how that happened either. But we began to see more and more of each other until our circles were completely intertwined and we ended up hanging out almost every weekend. At least, that's the impression I had. As I recall, Diana was an integral part of my immediate group of friends, and we were therefore always together. However, as we tried to trace our steps back to the last time we saw each other, interacted, talked on the phone, we just couldn't find it. This confused me at first and made me question my impression of our relationship. In the end, I finished this conversation feeling quite touched because, if indeed our interaction had been much more limited than I had perceived it to be, Then this meant that those instances were meaningful enough to fill in the voids and create that impression that we had indeed spent much more time together. However, there is one unquestionably important event that we shared. In August of 2011, Diana, Miguel, Marco, his wife Cynthia and I took an improvised vacation to the Yucatan Peninsula in the south of Mexico. We bought the cheapest tickets available, found the cheapest hostels around and just went for it. We landed in Cancun, rented a car, and drove off towards our first city. We had no set plans, just a wish list. At night, we would look at the map together and decide what we wanted to do the next day. Stay in town, drive to another city, another state, go drinking, go to the beach. No stress, no fights, no plans, no fancy hotels or restaurants, just non-stop laughter. During those 10 days, we visited Maya ruins, Marco fixed my dislocated shoulder, We got drunk, climbed pyramids, played football at the beach, drank beers under palm trees, swam with sea turtles, made fun of each other, ate countless tacos, and rode a cart pulled by a horse on a railroad track that took us to underground lakes where one swims as the sun sneaks in through single beams of light in a dreamlike atmosphere that could make anyone believe in magic. And we laughed nonstop. Two weeks after the trip, Miguel moved to New York to start grad school. Two months later... I left the apartment I shared with Marco and his wife and moved to Los Angeles. We threw my going away party in Diana's apartment. I was 25. It was the end of an era. This is Rich Chocolaty Goodness. right welcome thank you
1: (laughs) thank you for having me i always wanted to say that
0: (laughs) (laughs) ah how are you it's been uh it's uh, been
1: a long time it's been at least four years and a half because i i think we haven't seen each other since i moved over here to mexico city but i'm not i'm not entirely sure
0: well i i was thinking that we've never spoken on the phone
1: Yes, that's that's another thing.
0: <laughs> like even to say like, uh, like, hey, bring the beers. Like, I don't think we've ever spoken on the phone. I don't have any recollection of that.
1: I was I was thinking about how how long has it been since since we've seen each other yesterday? But five minutes ago, I was thinking that we never just got to hang out like one on one. We always saw each other at parties, at gatherings, at other friends' places. But I think we never. We never had this. We never had a one-on-one conversation before.
0: No. I mean, we did have a, a tiny one. Okay. <laughs> um, but let's see. The last time I remember was at Mofos. Yeah. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I moved back to San Diego, like temporarily staying at my mom's place. And then during the week, Ben got me my old job back in L.A. So I think like I was only there for like a week. I went with Marco and Cynthia to TJ, and I saw you there. Mm-hmm. And I think you were going to also leave or visit. I don't know if you were visiting or if you had already moved.
1: I I think it was actually my going away um, party at Mofosk. So maybe that's, that's the date you're thinking about as well?
0: Um, it might have been, but I don't remember getting an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think I just didn't know you were in San Diego at the time. Um, it, it was actually 2014 now that I think about it. But yeah, that's I think the last time we saw each other. And the last time we we spoke, <laughs> maybe. I mean you wrote to me to invite me to your to your wedding. Mm-hmm. and I you you've been writing little tidbits of information, but that's it. I, I, there's so much, I don't know, like about your life lately that most of the things I've heard, uh, cause you passed me the previous episode of this podcast. Those were news to me. What you were telling, um, Nabil, what's his name? Nabil. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot, um, of catching up today.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, pretty much the, the whole premise of this. Mm-hmm. That way, I don't have to call everybody and could just listen to it. <laughs> uh, but you, so you got to hear what's going on. What, what, what's going on with you? Because I, I also don't know anything.
1: Yeah. So I'm. I'm pretty sure you know the big things, right? <laughs> so
0: mm, I doesn't I, ring a bell.
1: I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First. First of all, I got. Personal, up close and personal with my gender identity issues that I've had um, all throughout my life, and I sorted those out. So that's that's the big one right there. The other big one is I moved to Mexico City. Um, a year after moving here, I moved in with my girlfriend. So that's three years and a half I've been living with her, and. Those, those are the big ones, I think. Um, they, if we only had like 30 seconds, that's what I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's a big teaser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so yeah, this is an awkward thing because the point is to catch up because I realized that like I was telling Nabil, the moment you schedule something, people are like, yeah, we could have done this a long time ago and we never did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But and then so like in my head I'm trying to forget that this is like being recorded because so far it hasn't been released so it might you know it's just an excuse to to talk mm-hmm. and it's just a lot easier for everybody else if they do eventually hear it because then they they get to hear what's been going on mm-hmm. as opposed to me telling the story of France over and over again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Lately, I've been super busy. Um, a lot has changed in my professional life as well. I don't know if you remember um, that I used to have a lot of free time <laughs> because of my job. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was fucking annoying.
1: <laughs> why Why was it annoying for you? It was just jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a lot of that. I, I got a lot of jealousy for, for a lot of reasons. I had a lot of free time. I work from home. I still work from home. Um, and I got paid in dollars while living in TJ. So, <laughs> yeah, you could say. And
0: you enjoyed what you did.
1: Yeah. I I mean, not really. I didn't enjoy the work itself, but it was so little. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't as big as an issue. <laughs> Every, everything else. I mean, I didn't. I went on vacation and I went on vacation with you once, uh, the trip to. Um, Yucatan and Quintana Roo. And I didn't even tell anyone from the office that I was (laughs) taking a trip. (laughs) That's how much liberty I had. (laughs) And right now I still have that job, but a lot of things have changed. And now it feels like a full-time job. And I also have a side project, like a freelance project. It's a UN um, graphing web application thing. And then I started teaching again, which is super exciting to me.
0: Cool. Wait, I don't. Really, uh, I have a vague memory of you teaching, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I I thought in you were never working. I don't. <laughs> exactly. I had so much. That's that's how I started teaching because I had so much time. <laughs> I wanted to do something that <laughs> didn't feel like like a job. Oh
0: man! If so... there's any teachers listening. They're... Like I'm sure they can relate.
1: (laughs) I I mean, because because most teachers have a day job, you know, so they don't have as as much time to prepare the class. And since I had a lot, a lot, a lot (laughs) of free time, it it made it enjoyable because I could spend uh, two hours, three hours a day preparing class. In another day, I could spend two hours to present the class, and and it wasn't such a hustle for me because I had a lot of free time now that I'm teaching and I have a full-time job in another project I'm I'm going crazy I'm, <laughs> it's it's such a new experience for me too as well because I've never had this much <laughs> to do and I feel like I'm complaining about something I don't even understand right because I, I feel like everyone has <laughs> this amount of work and I'm just like white whining, yeah, man, and and first world
0: probleming, especially teachers. I can imagine teachers like, uh, like
1: <laughs> okay, all right, I apologize for my statement. <laughs> like teachers, I, I can't. Take most teachers catch.
0: have a day job. Like, oh man, that's a mm-hmm. that's a dangerous statement.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, okay, maybe maybe I'm thinking it as the role I had in in the schools I've taught in. Yeah, that's because. Yeah, because I've never been a full-time teacher. That's that's what I mean. So I'm referring to part-time teachers, or in Mexico, we call them the asignatura. So what, what would you call it in English? I'm not sure. Uh,
0: I don't know, but I could say it in French. I know there's a, the status of <laughs> it's, uh Yeah, it's the same. So yeah, just to clarify that... Uh, in in Mexico, it's it, it, I understand it. It's just, uh, especially in your field, right? Like uh, nobody's gonna live from being yeah. a, like a what the hell do you do uh, a <laughs> computer person. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they usually work as programmers or do something else, and then that's an extra income by teaching a couple classes a week.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I meant. I I I I didn't mean to say that. Teaching is not a full time job whatsoever. (laughs) And some people in my in my field in computer science are full time teachers and they work a whole lot. I was I was referring to my situation because um I'm a narcissist, (laughs) so I only think about myself. Well now
0: I'm just having fun messing with you, like making you feel better. (laughs) Um all right, so you got the full time job. Why? Did you do that if you were having such a good time not doing anything?
1: Oh, it's the same job. It, we only had like administration changes. And so now we have a lot more work to do. And it's a lot more structured. We have a lot of meetings. I, I used to have periods of time in which I didn't talk to my boss in like a whole month. And I still got paid the same amount. Um, And right now I talk to my boss daily as and i'm saying it, maybe it sounds like it's weird to me because it is but i i, I know i'm just um describing a full-time job <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah it's 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 weird because i'm not i'm not used to it so i took these other projects and now everything's together and i i really don't know if i'm just complaining about nothing or if i'm really like under stress are
0: you are you finishing what you have to do or or do you feel like you wish you had more time to do other stuff
1: i wish i had more time to do other stuff i mean i i really wanted to talk to you so that's why i did um this i i made time for this whereas before i didn't even had to schedule anything i would just be free whenever
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if it's like an age thing too. Cause I I didn't have the like the nice job you had, but I always find the way to not do stuff and have some free time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and now I I you know there is not nearly enough free time. And I don't mean free time to sit around and like scratch my belly. I mean free time to not work and do all the other stuff that I wish I could do. Exactly. Like every every thing you decide to do means three or four things that you really want to do that you have to not do yes how the hell does that happen
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how how do you decide to go outside and have a drink or stay in and watch tv and not have time to do both
0: <laughs> invite your friends to yeah. bed <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, college yeah uh, well okay so one thing and i was you, i spoke to nabil about that i think one thing is that I said it was because of Paris, but maybe this is just age. You don't go out in as big as groups as before. And that means that seeing people requires like making time for people as opposed to I'm going to see all of my friends on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I I might be age, but it might be um, TJ. I I thought about TJ when, when I was hearing that part of the episode because in TJ, you just go out and there aren't as many places that you just run into the same people over and over again. And that's something I miss. That's that's something that's really cool. And I get excited when I go to TJ and go out. And it doesn't happen as often. So maybe that's the age part there. (laughs) A lot of people don't have uh, time to go out every weekend, but maybe um, every third weekend or something. And it's just not there even though the places and the spots are there mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense
0: yeah i mean uh yes and no because like all those places i have no idea what they are now like uh, but i remember that like for example for us we had three bars maybe but there was always like what are we gonna do tonight do we go here here yeah. here and you went to either of those three places and you were gonna find another group of friends yeah and uh, yeah that was nice.
1: Exactly. That was I And, and, and I miss <laughs> that. I mean, Mexico City, I don't know as many people as I, I say new in TJ, for, first of all. Second of all, it's like a <laughs> um, hundred times bigger and there's a hundred times more places to go. So the odds of running into someone you know, they're super low. So you have to make time and you have to make appointments and you have to do a conscious decision to meet up with someone in in my current situation so yeah i would say it has to do with both of those things the city or the place you're in and and our age with things like babies and three jobs and
0: (laughs) yeah well i don't have three jobs anymore but uh you do now i'm glad yeah (laughs) you're gonna pay back To the day you die. I, I feel
1: like yeah, I feel like you're enjoying this way too much.
0: <laughs> well, uh, it's just funny because uh, last year I had I had a lot of jobs and I hated it mm-hmm. because my will to go out every weekend was not going away and I was not going to sacrifice that. So I would still go out, uh, but yeah, I had a lot of part time jobs because I couldn't get a full time job uh, just because it was hard because of papers and all that. Mm-hmm. So, having three part time jobs made like some really weird juggling with schedules, and then translation at home and uh barely any time for hobbies, which is mm-hmm. also like a like oh I have no time to uh <laughs> no time to do this or that, but still you know like you you think like shit, I'm working this much, I need to have some type of self fulfillment, but now uh that I'm working at that new job uh mm-hmm. Everything's there, so it, somehow I ended up having a more free time. Cool. Not still not enough, not nearly enough, but uh yeah, but I, it's working out.
1: I'm I'm guessing we'll never have enough time, as when when we were little and just
0: yeah,
1: I don't know, old, old age maybe, but I don't I don't think so. It doesn't feel that
0: way. Well, I mean, in my case, a lot of. So much time wasted on hangovers, because so <laughs> they take up a lot more time as the years go by. I don't know <laughs> if that's the case for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's the case for everyone. Although drinking a lot less, hangovers <laughs> hit me worse than before.
0: Yeah, but but your desire to to go out does not diminish at all, at all.
1: I mean, mine has a little bit. I I think it's it has to do a lot with living with someone and living with my girlfriend um, and having someone to just have a different experience of what it means being at home. Mm -hmm. Because I think part of me wanted to go out just to not be alone in my house (laughs) at night. Um, That has changed, and I think that has diminished my drive to go out at at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, no, definitely, because yeah, when you're at home. uh... It get it gets sad and lonely, <laughs> but I mean, like I enjoy going out with uh with Elise and her friends. Or sometimes on the weekends, we often like each meet our friends. Uh, it's just I always had this thought that naturally my body would not want to go out. You know, like you're just gonna be older and mature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I I love to go out. I love like uh, just being out there, laughing, uh, having a good time. It's just like a hundred times more expensive uh, on the body.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, I, I totally understand it. And as I said, even even if I'm drinking a lot less, the hangover effects are are, are way worse.
0: Yeah, about being alone. Uh, Elise was uh, she she was on vacation this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think I had like. Two days of uh, regressing to just college, uh, (laughs) dirty apartment type thing. Yeah. And I just like, I I talked to friends. We were on the phone kind of like as if it was, you know, back in the day, just talking and drinking and smoking. I was smoking cigarettes inside the apartment. And and it was great. It was so fun to be with them. Like, uh, even if it was over the phone. Mm -hmm. And goddamn... It was fucking horrible the next morning. <laughs> just hor, and like in my head, it was like, "Oh, this is nice. I'm not going out. I'm just hanging. It's like you know, just hanging out with the guys uh, at home." <laughs> and, uh, but that just meant we were there for hours, and uh, there's no winning.
1: Yeah. There's there's no winning at life. I win. <laughs> there's always consequences.
0: Yeah, and after after day three, I just wanted her to come back. Like I'm tired of living like an animal. I have no, <laughs> I have no like a uh, direct impulse to to, you know, like when she's here, I cook all the time. I enjoy doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, like I, I can't even choose a fucking Netflix show. Like I don't know. <laughs> just zero direction like what what do i do like uh, i want it to be time to go to work now so i have something to do (laughs) uh you know when in theory this should have been the time where i could have like uh spent time writing or practice music without bothering anybody or yeah so no i get what you mean
1: are you picking up an instrument are you continuing with um
0: sucking at everything (laughs) 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 well i started to suck at a new instrument yeah all right
1: all right (laughs) which one
0: uh, the trumpet
1: oh that's cool
0: I'm gonna suck at that for a long time <laughs> it's hard man <laughs> how about you are you uh, are you still playing
1: I I I have my bass over here I don't have an amp I have my acoustic guitar and that's it I just recently sold uh, most of my equipment that was still back in TJ a- and um. Last year I actually um was part of a cover band that we played like I just wanted to make noise so I lowered my standards and I joined a cover band that played Bon Jovi and Aerosmith and those things. So yeah. so that's that's how low I I still just to be able to make noise.
0: Was it ironic or was it a... no no it was oh. it was actually
1: Fun when we played, because people really get into those songs. And we played, like, in, you know, Tlalpan, La Plaza de Tlalpan over here? No. It's, it's like, a um, huge open area, and they had, a, like, a cultural event. So I don't know what we were doing in there, but it, it was a cultural event. But, <laughs> so, so, yeah, before us, there were, like, this... Um, bongo things, African chants, and no one no one in the audience was into it, but as soon as we got on stage, everyone in the audience got into our act. You know, it's, it's, it was super cheesy, but it was super enjoyable. And yeah, that's, I, I it just dissolved the, the project, if you can even call it that, just dissolved. And I, I and I think I'm happier <laughs> without it. But it was super fun to have it experienced at, at least once. Just go out there and make people dance with the songs you've heard a million times.
0: But it's because it was Mexico City rockers, right? It's a different breed. Yeah. Like that would mm-hmm. not, they would not happen in TJ.
1: No, no, not at all. In okay. TJ we would have, um, we would have been booed off the stage, I think.
0: Because there, there's like that whole different genealogy there. Like there's still Scorpions fans and uh, like. yeah. Like Mexican exactly. metalheads are uh, from Mexico City. That's a, it's a beautiful species. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, people listen unironically to, as you said, scorpions and Twisted Sister and um, those <laughs> kinds of groups, which, which I, I don't understand. But yeah, there's there's a whole scene of 40-somethings, 50-somethings that are really into that music.
0: Well, I know there's young
2: ones too.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It permeates into the younger culture because they pick it up from their parents or or uncles or older friends. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon that I, uh, being from TJ, don't quite fully understand. I mean, I understand surf rock and <laughs> and nineties um, grunge and everything else, but not that.
0: Yeah, because we, we had, like, constant access to all the cool stuff, like all the like all the changes. I mean, this is just a, a very bad explanation. You need an anthropologist to explain that because it's so weird.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, I've seen, like, uh, there's a – I live kind of close to Grand Boulevard, and there's mm-hmm. a bar right there. It's called James Hetfield's Bar. Okay. Guess who owns it? <laughs> 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 like, I mean, I hope it's him. Otherwise, like – you know, it's either like the stupidest name or the smartest name for a bar for somebody that's not James Hetfield.
1: I would go with smartest because I, I, I would guess um, a lot of people just go there for the name.
0: Yeah, and it's like a it's like a pilgrimage thing. Like you you don't see Parisians in there, you know. You can't imagine.
1: It's like a McDonald's, it's yeah. like a safe haven in, in, in Paris.
0: It's like one step above the Hard Rock Cafe, but you know, but not for families. <laughs> Yeah, because Hard Rock Cafe, you always go like, who, who, like, who travels to Paris to go <laughs> to sit there and listen to Banjo <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of people from here, <laughs> I was waiting.
0: But I remember, uh, like, uh, I was walking by there. I walked by there almost every day whenever I decided to walk from work. Um, and I saw two people, and like my brain recognized. Like I did the whole thing before even like realizing what I was thinking. And I thought about saying something in Spanish and and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh no, that's stupid. But in my head it was like, Oh, those are Mexican metalheads. And then as, <laughs> I, as I walked as I like as I walked past them, like I heard the Mexico City accents like, Wow. Like, you know, from a long distance my brain just kinda saw it and interpreted it without me realizing it. <laughs> yeah. You could spot them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and did you feel um close to them in any way or, or- Or did it have the uh, opposite effect?
0: Ah, That's a good question because uh, I was never a metalhead, but I enjoy that. uh, Yeah, I guess. mm, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just find it kind of endearing, you know, like that passionate love for that type of music. Mm -hmm. That there's certain bands that could go play in Mexico City and fill up an arena. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, i don't know i haven't now now this is going to be in my head but i had never sat down and i only thought about it as a novelty but i had never thought about it seriously like why how, how do i feel about mexican metalheads itself? and
1: yeah that's that's i i think that's part of a bigger question because i i spent a a semester in italy
0: i remember in bergamo that was
1: yeah exactly <laughs> 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 yeah but everything that that i that was mexican even it was if it was the like super watered watered down version of a mexican thing it felt close to home so that was kind of my question if those kinds Mm. of um run-ins with mexican uh representation or mexican people do do they feel close to home or do they feel as foreign as um danish metalheads for example (laughs)
0: All right, okay, no, so now now I see the question you were looking for because the way I took it, I'm gonna'm I'm gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. take different tangents. uh do you know that feeling when you go to a record store in another country
1: mm-hmm.
0: And it's like a it's like it doesn't matter what country you're in, you walk into a record store
1: uh-huh.
0: and it's like you're in your embassy, you know it's the same people, okay yeah. you, you understand there's usually either jazz or blues playing because that's what mm-hmm. the you know like, if somebody's playing rock at a record store, it's it better be like some hard to find B side because mm-hmm. it's usually like the people like they moved on to jazz or hard to find B- Delta Blue stuff. Uh, so that's I, I like the connection I felt to those Mexican metalheads was more in that way. You know, like uh, we may not listen to the same thing, but I appreciate the obsessive love <laughs> for a certain for a certain genre.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: but I wasn't. But now that you mentioned the Mexican thing, yeah, that happens. Uh, that's that's something that I think about a lot because it does happen. And I, I think I'm I'm starting to get further and further away from it because of so many disappointments. Okay, that I don't really care anymore. Okay, like uh, I, I I still get excited, but the more time goes by, the like if I meet somebody that just came from Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's been four years that I haven't been there
1: mm-hmm.
0: just that I haven't been there plus the time that I didn't actually live there
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's been a little bit longer uh, this really like this is like the back to the future parallel timeline you know like okay <laughs> reality kept going in a different in a different thing without me and what I think is Mexico is really not that.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense.
0: Like I, I do my best to keep up with references and Facebook helps me with like, when I see people like posting memes and stuff like that. But that's really the, the, the extent of my knowledge of what's going on in Mexico. Uh, Sometimes I like I go through seasons where I listen to Broso all the time. <laughs> okay. But uh, no. And then I always end up getting disappointed because like, the average Mexican that I would find here, just based on numbers, will most likely not be somebody that I would like. Okay. <laughs> you know?
1: I think there's a lot to unwrap, but I, I, I'm not sure if I want to go deep into it. But uh, okay. the, yeah. I, I'm not sure I quite understand, though.
0: Which part about the...
1: Yeah, what's your image of an average mexican over there
0: well um i'll give you an example i was at the river we were by the river mm-hmm. um a friend of my wife's had had a he, he's a he's a it's not a I don't know. he does visual illusions he's he's in and he paints also um mm-hmm. and he's from syria so he, he did something uh, like a an a show and then afterwards a bunch of his friends uh so they invited us all. Was, we're gonna go drink by the by the river, mm-hmm. and then people are walking by, and I heard like "see way no <laughs> and of course you get excited, you know, because it's like it's like you, it's like you smell something, it's home, yeah, um, and I got excited, and we started a conversation, and like here I am with like two French people and ten Syrian people, and all of a sudden three Mexicans show up. -hmm. I get excited and it just like five minutes of conversation. And I just, as a joke, a half joke, I tell the dude, like, how long has it been since you've been working for the PRI? (laughs) Just as a joke, based on the things he was saying. And he's like, how, Uh like, how the fuck did you know I work for the PRI? (laughs) 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 Um, PRI is a political party. Like, that was a sad thing. And then later on, he started making some jokes about how some dude looked like uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. Okay. Which he didn't. It was just a black dude that came over and, like, asked for yeah. something because he saw there's a party going on. He's like, hey, oh, it's wow. Snoop Dogg. Aquino." He's like, he
1: doesn't look <laughs> no. like, like,
0: you know, disappointments like that. Which,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's so many people in Mexico, the odds that you would just find anybody in the street and hang out with them it's, uh, it's ridiculous to think that you're gonna like everybody.
1: Yeah. Ex- yeah.
0: But so I've given, yeah. I've given up on that every once in a while I fall for it. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, been, I mean, it's been a while. Like this is, this is my third country, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, uh, I feel less and less attached to any country and more and more alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's. that's- what, what do you mean and all this does France uh, feel like home or maybe just Paris or maybe just your neighborhood?
0: Oh, exactly. Yes, yes and yes. Uh, <laughs> I say I say France, but in reality I only know Paris uh, and when I go to other places, it's not the same. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in Paris, yeah, it's my neighborhood that is just uh, like there's times when I don't leave for very long periods of time mm-hmm. when I was doing the translation. I can get everything on my street, and uh, I love it. I love it. It's like an old neighborhood. Uh, yeah, that's
1: that's cool because uh, Mexico City is so huge. There are still a lot of parts that I've I don't know, or I've been to once or maybe twice, and I don't go out uh, out of the like my safe area, <laughs> if I can call it that. <laughs> but yeah, the the my neighborhood and the neighborhoods surrounding it. And and this feels like home, but many parts in Mexico City kinda have the same look or or feel to it. It just doesn't feel as familiar or as homey to me.
0: Yeah, no. Um. In fact, the first day we came to Paris, because when we arrived, we were staying in uh, my wife's parents' house, which is right on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And my wife brought me here, and she said, like, "Oh, I want you to see this area. Like, it's it's a pretty cool area." And uh just immediately I was like, wow, like this place, like it had a feeling that made me think of TJ, like it was dirty. It's a lot of okay. a lot of life, a lot of uh just activity going on. And I and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then we got lucky and we found an apartment. It's the first one we look for. And uh, I don't wanna leave. Like we had our we had our wedding at City Hall which is mm-hmm. walking distance from our house. So we just walk there and walk back with everybody. Nice. And there's like this little, not even a restaurant, you know, like a little half bar, half restaurant next to our house. We just had the kind of reception there for the family. Just did everything on our street. So this is, it's nice. You know, like you walk by, we went to the the fish store in front to ask for ice for the champagne at home. Cause uh, yeah. you can't buy ice in France. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not, not that you can't but nobody's thought about selling it yeah <laughs> so yeah so there's this like this real connection with the neighborhood i love the neighborhood and there's times when I walk over, when i discover other parts of the city and I'm like wow this 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 is fun but then as soon as I get back in turn the corner it's like ah yeah no, this is this is home
1: yeah that's that's a nice thing i think i think i have the same thing over here
0: what area are you in
1: uh it's San Pedro los pinos it's a old neighborhood there's a lot of buildings now, but not as many as in other residential areas. There's a lot of um, restaurants and bars we can walk to. Um, but it still feels like a residential area because I, I grew up in Playas and TJ just like you. So I mm-hmm. that's that's where I wanna live all the time. Like not playas itself, but playa see places like that remind me of where I grew up. And this feels like like that.
0: Are you just uh, are you done with TJ? Um, I'm
1: not. I'm not sure. That's a question that we might ask ourselves. Um, my girlfriend and I, when she finishes um school, um, so maybe in two years, two years and a half, we might think about moving. But I, I, I really think we're just gonna stay here for a little bit more.
0: 'Cause uh I mean I don't know how many people most people left, you know? Either in the US or, or Mexico City uh or...
1: I, I don't know what <laughs> depends depends on which people you're thinking about. Because I, I'm I'm thinking that a lot of people are still living and working in, in T J and just made a life there and stayed there and have mm. no plans of moving.
0: Yeah, this is not good uh not good sampling. <laughs> Didn't the whole city leave? <laughs> That's why Mexico City is so packed.
1: Yeah, full of people from TJ. And
0: how was uh like? Could you could you go back? Like uh, you you wouldn't feel weird going from like that fucking monster, and then just going back to TJ like uh.
1: I I don't know. I I've actually not thought about how I would feel moving back, and I mean. It has a lot more to do with personal growth, I think, than with the city itself. Because a lot of relationships um, have changed, with um, especially with my transition, um, with my extended family, with um, some people I didn't call friends, but were s- s- friendly when we saw each other. So a lot of relationships I had um, and I'm and I'm sure the same has 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 happened to you when you moved to Santa Barbara or to Paris or that people that are not super close just drift away. and that sort of breaks part of the connection you have to that place. Mm-hmm. And more than the city itself, more than the um, size or the amount of things to do, or the like, how I feel in the city. I think it has more to do with the personal connections, and I don't think I would feel the same way or as comfortable as I used to feel back in TJ. Now that I have moved someplace else, um, transitioned, <laughs> and then <laughs> if I think of going back, that that would be a, a super different experience. Than before, so I actually never thought about that. So that's that's a very good question, and, and and that's the thing I'm gonna keep thinking about after we end this conversation.
0: Did you um like did you like just reinvent like what, what was it just arriving in Mexico City? Because I mean, you knew some people living there, but did you just kind of get to uh, just start from zero? Like how how much? I don't even know how to ask. Like how much did you bring? Of, of your old self like I don't because uh, every move is like you get a little chance to do that. Yes and in your case it's like a whole <laughs> it's a whole different yeah thing.
1: It's, it's okay let, let, let me try to squeeze everything in um, to put it in a timeline I I started dealing seriously with with these gender um, issues about a year and a half before I moved over here. Like, I I knew something was different throughout my whole life. I just decided to do something about it a year and a half before moving. I started um, hormone treatment a year before. So physically, when I moved over here, physically, I already looked different. I already um, felt different. But socially, I was kind of in between. So months prior to moving here, uh, that's when I started changing my gender presentation, changing uh, the clothes I I used in public. I started wearing a little bit of makeup. I started um, experimenting with those things. So I moved to Mexico City Um, telling myself I was moving to do my legal name and gender change. But I also uh, found out or discovered a little bit later that I was running away from doing that social change Mm -hmm. in front of the people I, I knew, in front of the people that could maybe I felt like could judge me the worst. Um, I didn't want that pressure of performing differently in front of the people that have seen me um for years and years. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, as, as much as I can.
1: Mm-hmm. So when I moved over here, I only brought a couple of bags. And I even brought like... Two or three changes of men's clothes, to call them that. I was thinking that I might need them at some point, and I just never did. I just uh, completed, if you can even call it that, but completed my social transition when I moved over here. So in that sense, I yes, I sort of reinvented that part of me or or reinvented who I was, but in a much um, deeper sense, I started finding out who I was and finding out which things I didn't even consider doing because of my own restrictions based on the gender I perceived myself to be and um, again does, does that make sense
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean nothing you tell me is gonna like go in a hundred percent the guy. okay <laughs> like yes yes i understand completely of course <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no you're explaining it uh, very clearly and i thought it was very cool that you kind of set up a little page for all of us to like here's a list of questions you might be having
1: <laughs> yeah
0: because that that felt nice because it's like it was a hundred percent you you know, like, hey guys, I made a website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feel free to ask anything else that's not clear.
1: Yeah, because this 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 is a topic that's hard to know about if, if you don't have anyone close. I think if you if you're not faced with this um, issue by someone close to you or by yourself. <laughs> It's, it's not something that people actually have an active interest on or, or try to inform themselves. Most of the time, uh, people gather this information from TV shows or movies or news articles or um, those sort of um, outlets. And, and there's a lot of misinformation. So I prefer to be asked in order to at least give my version, and not someone else's, because it happens with a lot of minorities, right? When when you see a minority represented in in somewhere, um, you tend to apply the qualities as um, to all of the group, as you were saying on the previous conversation with Emil. Like if you only know one or two babies, you <laughs> might say. Um, all of the babies are like that, but you you can tell the personality traits of, of the babies when when you have more experience with them that I think that applies in a bit to 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 groups of people that you just don't have as much experience with because you're not close to anyone or or you've only been presented to an image of or a part of just one or two cases
0: who did who did you have did, was it like reddit or what was a uh...
1: yes every everything changed when i when i actually discovered um reddit and and its trans um subreddits because that's that was the image i had of transgender people before um things like Ace Ventura, for example, which is a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible representation of, of what a trans person is. And when when I went and started going in, into Reddit and finding these other people, they were, I felt like those were my stories, right? Just like a middle class person who didn't know from when they were three. They they had a lot of issues. They started figuring it out. They um, hold a a steady job. They just have a normal life, right? Um, being trans, I I learned <laughs> doesn't. Um, I mean, gender identity is not the same as sexual orientation, because that that was something that really, really, really confused me for a long time as well. And I think it confuses a lot of people. And, and those sort of things started becoming clear and I could feel myself represented in, in other people and I could feel connected. Even if I never even exchanged a word with any of them, I could feel connected to other people because that part of my experience rang true in a way that I, it had never done so before.
0: Uh, well, I don't... I don't know what to say. I so there was. Um, I mean, it's. I love that it still fits. Like, of course, you would find it through Reddit. It's you. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, um, yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um. So we were saying earlier that we don't. We never really had a lot of uh, deep or one-on-one conversations. I remember one. Okay. But it's true, we, we were rarely alone. And I think when we were alone, there was like a, I don't know, we were just kind of like bullshit to, to not go too deep. But I remember one time we started mm-hmm. talking about anxiety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like I, a, I don't
1: remember that, but.
0: Well, I remember because it was like at the time I was kind of a, like I was terrified of losing my mind. And. Mm-hmm. And I had never talked to anybody else where we didn't really explain much, but it was clear to me that you had seen the void, you know, like there was something, (laughs) like there was something there that, that was like, I don't know. Like, you know, you can't explain that, but like, that some internal spiral, just something, you know, that, that sometimes it's just terrifying. And I haven't felt that in, in, in a very, very long time. Um. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I was just projecting it onto you, but I remember I felt a lot closer to you after that because I said, like, "Yeah, yeah it, you know what's up."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you don't remember, I where... guess it was all in my head.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Just uh, take take me there. Where where were we? Or what was the setting of that? Because that that sounds like me. That sounds like I could connect with something like that.
0: <laughs> I. Uh... I don't know. I think there. I think there was a beer involved. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that doesn't narrow it down at all.
0: Other than that, um, I don't know. And this is stupid. This is stupid because I, I should remember if it was that. But I just kept that—that that one thing.
2: Okay. And and that mm-hmm. felt like
0: a little link between us, like oh, we have this, we have this together. And it's not something I like to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to open the door to the void. But uh, okay. okay, but but the, I don't I don't mean now. I meant like that's what I thought at the time. So, but it's like the link's there. Uh, it's nice to know there's somebody out there that I feel can commiserate or something, even if we don't. Uh, yeah, because talk about if you
1: would ask me what's what's my biggest fear, that would be it, right? Loose, losing my mind. Um, so that, that makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. I assume it must have been on the trip because we had more time there.
0: Yeah, maybe. On the trip, I think the best thing was that night when we went to that nightclub, which none of us usually <laughs> do. And we're like, this thing is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why people go to nightclubs.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that's i felt so out of place and so like with everyone else at the same time it was it was a unique experience for sure
0: yeah you were there was a song you were singing like this image of you just so happy singing like uh, we're like in the mexican caribbean at a club like this is why people do this shit it's (laughs) fucking Exactly. Well I had a I had an image in my head of what the song was, but now I can only hear you saying that, uh, singing Mon Jovi. <laughs> 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 like we're halfway there.
1: <laughs> so all right, let's let's turn that memory into um I, I actually remember that song, but I'm just not gonna change it. Keep on doing <laughs> it because I think that's better.
0: <laughs> Wait, so so did the, the um was do you think this was linked like does the, the, the anxiety stuff gone do you think that that was like some sort of a, like the nausea you know like your your body telling you something's not right or is that or do you think yeah, that's separate um, separate issue
1: yeah it is separate but doing this was like a necessary step in order to start working on all other things right it was like a huge obstacle that I couldn't even start <laughs> to understand a lot more things about myself until after I moved that obstacle out of the way. So it's it is connected in that it feels like one needed to go before the other, but they're not connected because they are separate issues. I still have anxiety um, after doing my transition is just that i can experience it more clearly and i can understand myself better i can i can actually know and understand what's happening with me in a way that i just couldn't before even connecting with with emotions was so 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 difficult before
0: yeah are you still as stoic as before (laughs) because that was uh...
1: no exactly no what's what's the image you 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 have of me like five years ago
0: just stoic like just uh <laughs> that's why you singing bon Jovi in Cancun was such a <laughs> such a good memory
1: exactly that's I think that's the whole point of how this has made my life better because it wasn't that I was um just stoic it's just that I didn't even know I could express myself <laughs> because right after that night or, or right after going out of the nightclub you you said something to me that has stuck with me like you just um, mentioned the fact that I was singing and and that I would look so happy and that it felt out of place in a manner right because that was not the image I projected and I think right now that wouldn't look so out of place. I mean, maybe to you because we haven't seen each other in, in such a long time, and I look so differently now as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, so maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know if if you would be able to even see myself in myself. This <laughs> if if you were to see me now, if in your head we would be the same person as the as the person you you knew before because well, i think i look very different but i think i also feel very different and i communicate in a different manner and i express and i um project something different out there i think
0: well i mean first of all i feel bad did, did that when i said that did that make you feel bad no okay no 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 <laughs> um <laughs>
1: uh, i like um knowing that I've changed a lot because i I didn't like a lot about myself before hmm. that's that's all I was gonna say
0: well when you were saying about different uh, you know the, the stuff I see comes from my filter so I you know it's easy for me to say uh, I had seen a difference you know, but first of all it's just Facebook pictures mm-hmm but you look different. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, I, I do see a way different smile. Okay. I mean, if I just try to think of pictures of you smiling, <laughs> 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 and I have, I took some very good pictures of you, uh, not smiling. But, <laughs> but, I mean, that could just be me imagining things, uh, you know, or just the choice of pictures. But, uh, yes, if somebody was to point a gun at my head and Ask me right now. Is it different? Uh, I would say yes. Uh, <laughs> I see a different, uh, a lot more expression in the face. Just uh, the smile, little, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, completely. Which, which, uh, like, it makes me very happy. And it's so strange to, to just not be there at all and not be able to, to share, you know. Because even though we never had like alone conversations, just you and me, I always felt very close to you.
1: Yeah. And, and then and, all of a
0: sudden to have this giant thing and not be there with you along the way, it's, it's strange, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, I, you know, this is something that's different as well. We were having our first one-on-one conversation. I mean, it's not directly an, an, a consequence of everything that's changed. In a way, um, we're closer right now than ever before because we're, we're having this <laughs> conversation right now.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took it took a long time uh, to get here. Yep. Well, I'm. Uh, <laughs> we now we, we we got too close. Now now it's. Uh, now yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna end the call right now. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I just wish we could do more, but I, you know, life, different countries, all of that.
1: Yeah, I definitely we... dis
0: disappeared after school, and then. I...
1: And I mean, I I myself disappeared as well. You were there for a little bit before I moved over here, and exactly, we just didn't make an effort to see each other. We just expected to run into one another in in those three spots in TJ.
0: <laughs> On any given weekend, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it didn't happen. So um I felt good and I and and it made me happy that you invited us to your wedding, even though we couldn't make it. And of I feel happy that we're having this conversation right now. Because it says something that there's a connection with someone else, in this case, you, <laughs> that um, even though we don't talk as frequently, there's something there, right? Even though it might've come from that conversation about anxiety or, or those moments in, in the um, Playa del Carmen nightclub <laughs> or, or, yeah. I, I Like the first time I really, thought about you as someone um special i would say was one time at miguel's house when he was first going for boston i think and and you were just telling the funniest story i don't even remember the story i just remember (laughs) laughing throughout the whole like one hour story and that's those are the moments that make connections between people and even though we haven't talked in a lot, it, and there are still a lot of things I don't know about you and that I would like to ask. Um, there's there's a connection there, right? <laughs> there's there's something I have with you that I don't have with anyone else, even though it might not be as significant or important as other things.
0: Yeah, it's a particular type of link. Mm-hmm. I, I, exactly. agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um was it a self-deprecating story because if it went out for an hour it had to be
1: <laughs> It was it was something I think it was the the first time you moved in with your um, your roommates might have been Ben I think Ben was there Ah uh,
0: yeah that, that there's a lot of material there
1: <laughs> Yeah ex- exactly and you were just talking about your your daily life <laughs> living living with those people and interacting with people in the university, so, something along those lines. I don't, I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, because previous to that, yeah, I I knew who you were because we were in the same elementary school. We were in the same um,
0: same newspaper. Junior
1: high. Yes. same <laughs> newspaper. What What do you mean?
0: Oh, well, there's that one time they took pictures of like the best students of each year.
1: Oh, you showed me that picture. That's right.
0: And uh, we were on the same page. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we go way back, even though yeah we never had this one one on one conversation.
0: Yeah, what the hell? Like, uh, yeah, me, same thing here. When 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 I was like uh, thinking, like, uh, I was sure we had conversations until I had to start looking. We just had group uh, mm-hmm. group outings.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think it is because I'm feeling it now again. Uh, I think it's like a, I love getting close. And then sometimes I just get fucking awkward. Like, ah, uh, oh shit's shit, close that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that happens the same with me. So it makes sense. We would maybe start to get close and just not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'll say the same thing that I'm telling everybody after I speak to them. This was so easy.
1: Was it You know, though? Like,
0: I understand that it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean the planning part. Okay. (laughs) You know, like we we put this off for so long and uh, it's nice to know these things. It's nice to know that the bond wasn't just in my head and that it's reinforced now. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I, I know what you mean. We will always have this conversation to reference back to later on. And yes, as you said, this was easy in in a way that it wasn't hard to make time for, for this conversation
0: all right i don't know where to go from here so are you happy are you happy finishing here
1: <laughs> i'm super happy because,
0: yeah all right <laughs> except we need to find the title
1: okay um just go with something with awkward in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i have thought about uh how do you feel about mexican metalheads <laughs> <laughs> but i'm I'm not sure if that's a representative of the whole episode
1: i think that's that's that was the climax of our conversation so <laughs> i'm fine with mexican metalheads
0: <laughs> all right it'll be a nice surprise <laughs> oh but uh, again i i always forget this um you have to do the sign off okay so just go say go ahead and say uh Rich, Rich cho-
1: chocolatey
0: goodness. I messed it up. I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Rich,
1: Rich chocolatey, chocolatey goodness.
0: goodness. All right.
2: <laughs> thank you. Rich chocolatey goodness is produced by my boss, Pedro Escobar, and his boss, Benjamin Morse. We would like to thank this episode's guest, Diana Garcia, who can be found on Instagram at ddgleam.com. Twitter, at Diana Cronica, or wherever fine Bon Jovi music is enjoyed. Music and theme song by Marco Moreno, with a little help from Pedro. As always, extra features, photos, and links from this episode can be found on Instagram and Facebook, at Rich Chocolaty Goodness. Be sure to follow us to get all the rich chocolatey updates and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify for brand new goodness delivered to you every other Sunday. And while you're there, leave us a comment and rating. We notice each new listener and are very excited to hear from you, our small but growing audience.